creeps i am your president mr jensen <laughs> vice president courtney <laughs> Fuck. i'm whitney <laughs> i just made that up on the spot <laughs> we're, we're the fright crew yeah so courtney what film are we pulling out of the body bag tonight so tonight um with our theme for july being independence day we are of course <laughs> Doing the movie Independence Day. Ooh, we're so Jensen's pick. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was my doing. And before you say anything, um, we we know Independence Day is over in the Americas, in in the United States, not the Americas, <laughs> in the United <laughs> States. Uh, we understand it's already over, but get ready for the most patriotic we're ever going to get on here. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun. We're those annoying people who are still shooting off fireworks until <laughs> two in the morning. You're welcome. Yeah, the whole month long, <laughs> we are that podcast. <laughs> Ironically, I personally, as most of you know, if you've stuck around, I'm very unpatriotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you and me both. Yeah, wait. I know you are, which is fine. We're all, you know, we're the whole spectrum here, so that's fine. Um, yeah, and honestly, so before we jump into it. At the near the beginning of these episodes, I, I want to like talk a little bit about uh, what independent or like what the movie does for us. And so, Independence Day for me was like I watched this a lot as a kid, and also want to say I know it's not quite a horror film. It's super sci-fi action thriller, then horror. If anything, like horror is like lowercase h o r r o r. So. Uh, yeah, I get that, but we just thought it'd be fun, and I haven't seen too many podcasts cover it, so, um, yeah, for me, it was, like, growing up, I remember watching this and being so inspired by, like, seeing Will Smith, and, like, it's such a big cast that obviously we're going to jump into, but yep. I remember being terrified by that one scene with the doctor and the alien killing him and the whole crew. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I gotta turn He's this like, off. release me. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> like, mom, turn it off. <laughs> so do you guys have any like gush about it? Do you, do you guys remember anything about it from when you were a kid or anything? I just remember. So I, I did used to watch that movie as a kid as well. Like mm-hmm. when it would come on cable. So it didn't show the whole movie, obviously it would just show, um, like certain scenes, but I always remember the scene where um, that scientist guy shows them the aliens, like floating in the little, uh, uh, what were those? Like not septic tanks. Yeah. Just like, well, I don't know. But, like yeah. Tanks, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And I remember that scaring the absolute living shit out of me too. Yep. Yeah. Just always remember it being on TV around <laughs> that first week of 4th yeah. of July, dude. Yeah. It's like all TNT and true all the other channels would always play on repeat and just watching it with like my dad and mom all the time. Yeah. It was a good time. Family classic. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Just throw it on and you feel your patriotism scale go way up (laughs) and you're so stoked on life. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Now we're moving on to our first section, which is the brains. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, let's cut open the cranium and get to the facts. Courtney on to you. 
Yes, there's a lot, a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> like we got aliens blowing shit up. We've got a love story. We've got comedy, drama, action. I'm like, if you guys want to see a movie, like with any of those things, this is a movie. And they somehow cram it into two and a half hours. So, um, yeah, somehow I'm like, there's still an hour left and there's still like half a love story we're waiting on. <laughs> um, so this week with the Independence Day movie, um, it's one we're looking at. It's a 1996 sci-fi slash action film. Um, release date was July 3rd, 1996, which is absolutely insane that that was 25 years ago. Oh my gosh, stop it. That's I know. So I feel older every I single freaking day. almost two. <laughs> yes. <Stop>. Same. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah and it yeah yeah so 25 years ago um the movie was directed by roland emmerich who he uh, the director also has a couple other films that are pretty similar i would say um like godzilla day after tomorrow kind of that same sort of genre feel yeah i've got a pretty big deep dive on him so we'll hop into him for sure awesome yeah so um budget of the film was 75 million damn a lot of money, but yeah, it gets even more money coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> opening weekend for U.S. and Canada grossed fifty point two million, and worldwide in total grossed eight hundred seventeen point four million, Holy which is gosh. fucking insane. I know, <laughs> but I was like looking through the highest grossed movies, and mm-hmm. this isn't even close. Really? Oh, to some like I think Avatar grossed like three billion. Oh yeah, oh Avatar gosh. is still the leading. Like yes. they were passed up about like a year or so ago, and then they relaunched it in China, and that yes. bumped oh, them yeah, back up to number one. Again. Insane debacle. Because when I was reading through, um, it had said that this movie was like the second highest grossing movie after Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna see if that's still the case. So I went and no, there's like so many <laughs> movies that grossed a billion dollars. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well. Like, we're close, but we're not there. <laughs> um, so with that, um, getting into ratings of the movie. Um, mixed reviews, I would say, like 50-50. <laughs> um, so there's quite a few ratings that were, like, super high, like 97%, um, 10 out of 10. But with, like, movie critics, it was pretty even. Um, I was seeing, like, 6 out of 7, or 6 or 7 out of 10, kind of, is what... Um, like the base was for mm. it in general coming from like AMBD and Rotten Tomatoes and those kind of things. Um, I think it was like 6.7 was like the total out of 10. Okay. Um, and that was with like 500,000 reviews. So yeah, yeah, it's a 7.0 out of 10. So either it moved or, or yeah. And then the meta score, which is the critic side is a 59 out of a hundred. Yeah. So a little lower, but not much lower. Pretty middle of the road kind yeah. of movie. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah, <laughs> definitely movie. Um, and then on top of that, kind of just looking into some other things like filming locations. Um, there's quite a few, which makes sense because that movie is kind of all over the place with the different cutscenes and whatnot. <laughs> um, so what I saw was um, like Utah, there was New Mexico for like Area 51, mm-hmm. LA, New York, Washington, um, which makes sense. Like all of those places yeah. were... I mean, they had some fun for sure. Yeah, definitely. Busy. Very mm-hmm. busy with the everything they got going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I what I looked into getting deep dive into the brain of the movie. Sweet, yeah. And then as for trivia, I mean I I 
like I alluded to, guys, I, I definitely wanted to dive in a little deeper. That's what I've always wanted to do with the podcast. Instead of focusing more on the notes, I want to focus more on the creators of the film and what yep. went into it and stuff. So, obviously, we uh, this film is starring Will Smith, Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum, my personal favorite. I mean, he's I love him so too. Charming. Yeah, <laughs> yep. my king, my yeah, king. Uh, Mary McDonald, Randy Quaid, which, you know, weird, weird fact, I could have sworn I heard like five years ago he died. But I always check his IMDb and he's still alive. So I guess he's alive. But There's <laughs> always those weird celebrity deaths that aren't true. Like yeah. I remember that whole thing about Adam Sandler came out and I was so heartbroken. Oh, yeah. And he's alive and well. He's still yeah. making films. Are yep. you really a celebrity if you haven't died once? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. At least three times. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and honestly, just so many more. Margaret Collin. I mean, so many iconic people. I'm assuming that's where a lot of their budget went to. No. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, Paying all of these people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and yeah, as Courtney said, it was the highest grossing film of 1996 for sure. Because um, that's a buttload of money for sure. That's a lot of yes, money. Yes, a lot of money. Yeah, that's like too much money. Wow. <laughs> but at least they broke profit, right? No. <laughs> and half of it went to Jeff Goldblum and half went to Will Smith. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> Seriously. Um, but here's the caveat to it. The advertising campaign cost $24 million. Jesus. I mean, just alone, the airtime for the trailer shown during the Super Bowl that year cost $1.3 million just for that halftime show. So uh, that's just insane. That's a lot of money. Halftime and, show commercials for yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> and what's funny is the sheer tenacity this film had like everything that went into it it actually caused mars attacks to be pushed until christmas being such a similar film they were like yep. oh shit we better mm. push this <laughs> and also steven spielberg postponed war of the worlds i guess he, he put it off until 2005 which is oh shit nine years but yeah i guess it just it's a little extreme but yeah I remember it's like that okay <laughs> i personally i actually love war of the worlds i hope we can cover it someday on here so mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, obviously mm-hmm. uh spielberg earns his own episode one day because we've barely talked yeah. about him so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what poltergeist i think that's about it on here actually so probably yeah um a funny thing is the white house interiors that they used in this movie were originally built for the american president film which i've never heard of i haven't either yeah yeah and definitely not yeah and then it was actually ironically used for mars attacks <laughs> oh so, damn yeah yeah so very similar veins I, I do love mars attacks um, i do too yep i mean i have multiple t-shirts of mars attacks and stuff and i love all that crap it's it's a lot more funny they lean into the funny <laughs> than this so it's janky as shit too so it's like the killer clowns yep yep which i'm ironically wearing a shirt over right now are you yeah <laughs> i'm wearing my uh like demon guy freddy shirt nice hell yeah us and her t-shirts man yeah so i'm like bum nobody can see them but you can imagine um one funny thing about it that i think would tie into the budget a little bit is the u.s military were totally in agreement to have them come out and shoot on some of their bases and stuff until they found out that area 51 was involved and they backed out so i wonder if if the military would have agreed, so maybe if this were made in 2021 where Area 51 is like confirmed and aliens are confirmed yeah. and all that stuff, um, I wonder if it would have saved them some money. Not that they needed it, not, yeah. you know, they didn't need to save the money, but so Patrick, 
um, I might butcher his last name. Tadapoulos was, I believe, uh, what, he was like the artist for just some of the art of the film and like inspiration. So he he ended up presenting two alien designs, and both ended up in the film because they loved them both so much that they made it where the aliens had to basically wear like a breathing suit to survive. As you can see, there's that outside shell, and yeah. then there's the inner one. So they mm-hmm. liked them both enough to put them both in. And obviously, we got to dive into like the special effects and everything. It, incredible. Like we were just talking about Mars Attacks. When you compare it, that they came out the same year, it's just incredibly yeah. different. Like so I different. love Mars Attacks, but it's so campy. And this one is just like so blockbuster. It's yep. exactly what oh, you yeah. expect. Yeah. Like you can still watch it. And yes, did my wife say at one point wow this kind of looks janky yes but that's okay. i mean like <laughs> it's been it's, 25 years yeah. <laughs> but it still yeah. holds up a little bit because yeah um it actually holds the record for most miniature work ever done and there's a theory that it's never going to be broken past that because no one really uses miniatures anymore because it's so much work so much money they just mm-hmm. resort to cgi so it's probably going to be held for this film that's cool yeah and speaking of the miniatures, uh, the White House that was, you know, built, the miniature, I should say, uh, it was built to a one-tenth or one-twelfth scale just to be blown up. And uh, nine cameras filmed the explosion at various speeds, one of which was 12 times faster than normal, then played back at normal speed to make the explosion seem larger and slower on film. Uh, this scene appeared prominently in most teasers, trailers, and TV spots and is widely regarded as the film's most iconic shot, which I get that. I agree. Yep, I totally get that, too. And I was reading that, too. I'm like, yeah. okay, it makes sense. Yeah, it even appeared on the cover of most VHS editions of the film, which I'm pretty sure is what we had at the house. So, um, Like I said, we'll do a deeper dive into Roland Emmerich. I found it super fascinating when I clicked on his name that he was of German descent. So, And if you look at a lot of his filmography, it's a lot of, like, very american bred films like yep. patriotism and stuff so i just mm-hmm. find it super interesting so we'll dive a little more into him but dean devlin was the other uh co-writer uh they wrote it together it just emmerich he decided to do it himself direct it himself they they wrote the script in four freaking weeks together uh it was okay. sent out on a thursday and then they started fielding offers to the n- next day and by monday they were in pre-production which is just hello <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's, that's crazy. I wish my writing projects could get to that level. <laughs> and, and in another feat of just incredible shit that this like helmed, it was shot in 72 days. That's not that long for such a giant wow. yep. film. Yeah. So just crazy shit. And to do more with Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin together, uh, they got the idea for the film while filling a question about the existence of alien life during promotion for Stargate, which is one of Emmerich's first films, like first big blockbusters. And we'll dive a little into that. A reporter asked Emmerich why he made a film with content like that if he did not believe in aliens. Emmerich stated he was still fascinated by the idea of an alien arrival and further explained his response by asking the reporter to imagine what it would be like to wake up one morning and discover 15 mile wide spaceships were hovering over the world's largest cities. Emmerich then turned to Devlin and said, quote, I think I have an idea for our next film. (laughs) (laughs) So they were it. And I've watched a few videos of Emmerich in interviews and stuff. He just seems like a really charming guy. He seems really stoked on his career. And I love that. I I think that's really important to be a director like that, regardless of what kind of films you're producing. I mean, I'm not saying like, hey, make shitty films 
and be cool with that. I'm just saying, um, obviously, if you look at his his filmography, they're not all critically acclaimed films, even (laughs) including this one. Like, it's a little low critically on the scale. 59 is a little low. So Devlin and Emmerich, they had envisioned an African-American for the role of Stephen Hiller, um, you know, played by Will Smith, of course. And they specifically wanted Will Smith after seeing his performance in Six Degrees of Separation, which I've never seen or heard of. Sorry. Me either, actually. Okay, yeah. It was in 93, and I was born in 92, so that's pretty clear as to why. Um, up until then, Smith was mostly known for doing comedy series on TV, obviously Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yep. Uh, Emmerich later mentioned that the decision met with some initial resistance and even racism from some studio execs. Thank fucking God we don't like have to deal with that as much anymore. I mean, we do. Yeah. I'm not sugarcoating that at all. We still have to deal with that shit, but I feel like it's it definitely, gone, yeah. Yeah. I feel it's like definitely it gotten like better. Corona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, he stood his ground and, uh, yeah, it, it ended up like launching Will Smith's movie career, uh, which I remember that pretty prominently because I, of course, I knew him with mm-hmm. his, uh, like his hip hop, his music career, and like yeah. uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air was, I liked it as a kid and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, this just kind of launched him into, uh, Hollywood more so I yeah. feel like yeah I feel like definitely started seeing a lot more Will Smith movies yeah it was it was pretty crazy couple little fun facts uh, Spanish television advertisements for this movie showing the large ships hovering over New York City were mistaken by some Spaniards for real disaster news footage much as Orson <laughs> Welles War of the Worlds radio played uh, sparked alien war panic so yeah I had always heard of the world war of the world one because uh, my mom said she was born or she was alive when that happened on the radio uh, where people were, were like jumping off of buildings and shit. And I guess the same thing happened in Spain or, or in Mexico. I, it doesn't say. Um, well, oh, no. So. The poor people. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Just people panicking. I mean, damn. And that's such a big like w- they were gassing them up because that's basically saying, look how good your effects are. Yep. Like, I think this is real. <laughs> yeah. I want to jump off. Of it me. was horrifying though, to imagine <laughs> that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, I don't know her name, but, um, Will Smith's like love interest in the film when she finally comes outside and she's like, she stares at the shit. Yeah. Cause she's like city. looking at him first and then like her gaze peers like slowly. And yeah. then she's just like awestruck. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. David Arnold, who was the composer of the score, which um, let's talk opinion real quick. I, I read a lot of facts saying that like the score was one of the best ever made and stuff. I didn't love it. I think it's perfect for the film, if that makes sense, but yeah. it would not be anything that I would like download on my Spotify and listen to at work. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely not. But at the beginning of the movie, like the first song that they played that, um, like it's the end of the world as we know it. Oh yeah. That was fun. Like that was, yeah. Perfect. I think for that opening scene. Yep. Yeah. That was fun. Um, but aside from that, yeah, I wasn't, um, I, yeah, like you said, it wouldn't be anything that I would listen to leisurely, but definitely fit for, for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he decided to, like seclude himself in a Los Angeles hotel room for almost four months. I don't know how that's possible to avoid the escalating hype for the film. But from his window, he saw helicopters carrying banners with taglines to the film as part of a marketing campaign, which only stressed him out even more. I, I get that. I mean, let's commentate on that. I think there's a lot of like Hollywood and it's same in the video game industry. Like, this burnout we expect so much of like certain people like yeah when it comes to composers it's just like directors and executive producers probably expect these people to just 
hey, like put your life aside and get this done because we need it. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, but they're human too. And I yeah. hate seeing that. So I, I'm hoping he uh, he relieved some stress somehow. And he obviously got through it. And I, I think it paid off for him. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a really funny fact. I guess a month after the film's release, jewelry designers and marketing consultants reported an increased interest in dolphin-themed jewelry since the character of Jasmine <laughs> in the film wears dolphins <laughs> and is presented with a wedding, oh ring, wedding ring featuring a gold dolphin. That's, yep. that's pretty funny to me. I mean, I could totally see it in the 90s, though. I, I remember a I lot of dolphins too. in the 90s. <laughs> Lisa mm-hmm. Frank, all that stuff. Yeah, Lisa Frank, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a good last fact about the uh special or not special features special effects uh before we talk about roland emmerich there were shit dude 3978 f-18 hornets 52,278 pieces of debris 3931 alien attackers 1549 missiles and 22,014 light balls whatever a light ball is but (laughs) 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 whatever a light ball is but yeah uh just incredible feet of special effects for the day for the time you know like we mm-hmm. compared it to mars attacks same thing in the same in the same vein right yep. alien invasion and if you watch back like i actually thought mars attacks was way older because of that simple fact yeah exactly mm-hmm. same here yeah so let's uh i don't have anything crazy about roland emmerich but let's just dive into him because i found him kind of interesting uh, he was initially, like when he started his career, he was hired for a Stallone movie, uh, Sylvester Stallone movie. I don't remember what movie it was, he said, but he didn't like the script. So he tr- straight up said, told the execs, no, thank you. And they were like, wow, that usually doesn't happen. So they offered him a smaller film, which I also didn't get the name of, but it was with Dolph Lundgren and Jean-Claude uh, Claude Van Damme. That was hard to say uh, that. That he, you know, and that's what he said he always focused on was more so working with someone who he wanted to and like liking the script. It was important to him. But yeah, Roland Emmerich eventually he really wanted to do a sci fi film, as you can tell by his filmography. Uh, But (laughs) most people, like his his managers and stuff, said that's really not a good idea. Sci fi is not popular right now and it's just not a good idea. But he kind of told them what about star Wars and star Trek and all this other stuff? Like, what are you talking about? So they kind of backed off and that's when he made Stargate and he was so stoked. Like, I think it's one of his favorite films that he created. I've never seen it. I forget what year it came out, but he was super stoked on it. Um, and once he wrote it, he just kind of patiently waited for the money to come, which would be another nice thing to just sit there and wait and be like, Hey, I'm waiting for the money. (laughs) Uh, and it, it came. Yeah, exactly. It came. Mm-hmm. And it was made. <laughs> he and definitely got the money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And then next up was Independence Day. Uh, he felt always that it was his first major hit, obviously. And every time, like, after subsequently after it came out, he was reminded constantly that he was, like, officially a filmmaker at this point. Which I agree. I mean, uh, I don't know. Before this, I didn't super know his name that well. But he's got his name on a lot of blockbuster films. Yeah, if that makes definitely. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I was actually surprised looking into that too. Cause I didn't know mm-hmm. that all of those movies were his, but I was like, okay, now that I'm seeing this, it makes sense. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they all I'm have... seeing the connection in a lot of these films. I'm like, yeah. Oh wait, I know like, 
good chunk of these. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they all have a very similar vibe. So let's just dive into that real quick. He has, and I didn't write them all down, but he has directed The Day After Tomorrow, which is a personal, like, I really like that movie. Yeah, uh, me ten, too. Yeah, 10,000 BC, White House mm-hmm. Down, mm-hmm. and the sequel to ID4, which is pretty cool to get that as well, to be able to do the sequel to your own film. And most recently, Midway, which unfortunately I did hear bad things about, and it was totally buried because it came out the same weekend, if I'm not mistaken, as Dunkirk, which was another World War II film by Christopher Nolan, which was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So Midway just kind of got buried by it. But if, yeah, like we were saying, he kind of does that similar blockbuster. You just kind of put it on and you have fun with it regardless of what it is. So, and, and that's not a Godzilla. The yeah, 98 yeah. Godzilla, of course, which yeah, that... I feel like everyone hates, but I love that movie <laughs> yeah. so much. Well, that was I my next fact about watching it. Watching that one. Yeah, I mean, Godzilla was unfortunately a flop, um, technically, but like you said, Wade, so fun. I agree. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remember really liking it. It got me into sci-fi, like whatever you want to call it, horror. Godzilla's mm. kind of in the horror realm, right? So. Um, I actually, to the point that in, I think it was first grade, I had a Godzilla backpack with like Godzilla's whole head was hanging off it. It was pretty dope. That sounds I had a little Godzilla action figure that I took everywhere with me. (laughs) I was the weird kid who instead of dolls and Barbies, I was like, no, (laughs) dude, look at my Godzilla, Godzilla, bro. (laughs) That's so dope. (laughs) So... Um, and ironically, out of all these big blocks, big blockbuster films, his favorite film, according to him, he made has uh, has been anonymous in 2011. It's about the theory that Edward de Vere or something French, I'd assume, was the actual author penning Shakespeare. So it's about that whole theory that it, Shakespeare wasn't a real person oh. and stuff. Hmm. Um, it I, I looked at the reviews and stuff. It was a little low. So I don't know if it's something to add to my watch list or not, but, you know. If that's his favorite, I think that's important. Yeah, he's that got definitely 2012 is, yeah. on here. Yeah. The Patriot. Yeah, yeah, there's quite a few. Oh, yeah, and that's one I didn't even write Dark down. Dark Horse. Huh? He did Dark Horse. I heard good things about Dark Horse. Oh, okay. And, yeah, like I said, it, most of his films aren't critically acclaimed. Like, they're not certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes or anything. But <laughs> uh, he seems really stoked on his career and just really humble. Um, I didn't see any problematic stuff. Like he didn't touch kids or yeah. anything, hopefully Good. that I didn't know about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whenever that's a thing, we're going to try to not shout it out. What's the, uh, the point it out. We're going to try to point that out. If that's the case of anything, even like if we cover Alfred Hitchcock or something, we are going to talk about his more problematic side, yeah. which is a thing. Stanley Kubrick. Um, I really feel like, cause we all like Jeepers Creepers, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. So eventually, I feel like Jeepers Creepers will be covered, and obviously, we're gonna have to talk about Victor Salva yeah. and how fucking disgusting he is. Yeah, and we'll mm-hmm. just shit on him the whole time, but the film is still rad. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I did not see anything problematic for <laughs> this guy, <laughs> Emmerich. <laughs> so, let me see. That were that was my trivia deep dive. Pretty dope. Yeah, it's awesome hearing like the the back end stuff like that. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, and it was cool like researching stuff because I was like, oh, I would have never thought that, or I would have never known that. Um, right. So yeah, it's nice to like it's nice to see like the backside of the movies too. 
Yeah. Yeah. I like seeing all the other films too, like the whole, the director's filmography and things like that and being able to connect all those dots and seeing the relation and kind of like their film style. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I like it. Especially when it's so iconic like this guy, like you can just, Mm -hmm. now that I can put on one of these films and just be like, yeah, that's Roland Emmerich. I remember now. (laughs) (laughs) I know everything about him. I know how much money he makes. (laughs) Yeah. A lot. Plenty. (laughs) And it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right, now we're going to get to the new section. Well, that is the heart. So let's break open the rib cage and check out the heart. Wit, what do you got? All right. In the epic adventure film Independence Day, strange phenomena surface around the globe. The skies ignite. Terror races through the world's major cities. As these extraordinary events unfold, it becomes increasingly clear that a force of incredible magnitude has arrived. Its mission, total annihilation over the 4th of July weekend. The last hope to stop the destruction is an unlikely group of people united by fate and unimaginable circumstances. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Damn, that was a lot of adjectives. There's so that was many so dramatic. big words. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Someone was like aggressively typing that on their keyboard. They were so yes. stoked on that. It was probably Roland Emmerich himself. <laughs> yes, an American flag behind are them. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Are pretty short or like they'll be like super detailed about like one part of the movie and completely cut off the rest mm-hmm. or vice versa. Yep. But this one, I was like, wow. They it were right in. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> They went all in. They really did. They did. I really yeah. didn't even get too much out of it, but it was great. <laughs> You're like, I have no idea what this movie's about, but I want to watch it. Right. I was like, this sounds great. Yeah, it was well put. A lot of, a lot of words. Mm-hmm. A um, lot of big, big descriptor words yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. So I think it's a good moment to let's just open the floodgates, get the opinions out. Um, I guess I can start. This was my pick, I know, but I think the runtime, I know it's like this big blockbuster sci-fi thing, action film, but the runtime, I I did, I don't know about you guys, but on HBO Max, we all watched off of there, so um, they did have the extended version, which was two hour, 41, 42 minutes, and uh, you know me, I have to do that, I have to, (laughs) and um, what was the extra, like, just seven minutes barely anything it was just like uh people t- more more talking which is oh, okay. yeah so i don't know yeah i don't know what do you guys got i i that's all i got that's all i got right now before we get into like ratings down the road but. i think it's i like this movie it's very nostalgic i do agree i think it's a little too long especially if you put it on regular tv and yeah. you know they draw it out like even longer because commercials so that adds oh, like another yeah. hour onto yeah. the movie of just commercial time mm-hmm. so yeah i do feel like <laughs> there's a lot of uh staring off into the camera scenes <laughs> that we <Yeah>. can probably <laughs> shave out <laughs> mm-hmm. um but other than that i mean it's a fun movie still it is definitely um a classic so it's a movie like i always think about when it of course comes the time for like fourth of july and those kind of things but um, when I was reading like the critic reviews and I was doing all of that research, um, a lot of them were saying that like the characters were stereotypical and they were like cardboard characters. Um, and I kind of do see where they're coming from with that. Mm-hmm. Um, like the characters are, kind they are pretty stereotypical, definitely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And like a little bit hard to relate to. 
Um, cause like the action and like the aliens blowing shit up and all of that <laughs> stuff is amazing. Like that is awesome, especially for being like the late nineties, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they did a phenomenal job. So, um, I think like on the character aspect part, it wasn't as good. Um, so that's like the only downside that I think I have with the movie. Yeah. It's, there's a few random characters like yeah uh, will smith's girlfriend fiance being a stripper that's a little weird i know <laughs> i was thinking of, I was I was like, why did okay. you have to include that <laughs> like right. why the purpose what, i think what it's does for this the, have to do with anything like the sole purpose that when she meets the first lady they can have that disparity like okay. this is the levels yeah, you're the first lady and i'm literally yeah. at the, like it's funny how nowadays like being a stripper like it's cool, man. Like we're cool yeah, with they it. Make bank. Get your, yeah, get your fucking bag. <laughs> yeah, get we're your cool coin. With it. Yeah, but back then in the nineties, it was like I'm the lowest totem pole. Yes. And here's my son. I'm still good to him. You know, yeah. it's like they have to mm -hmm. show that for humanity. Mm -hmm. But and the best and then... part is when she said she voted for the other guy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes, queen. Be honest. Yeah. I giggled. I giggled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like the, the dramatic explosion though with the dog. Oh my! What was his name? Bro uh, Boomer? Browser? What the hell was it? I wrote like, it down, but that explosion took out like an entire city. Yep. 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 But this dog can jump, barely jump into a tunnel and be completely yeah, escaped. Like, nope. Totally fine. <laughs> Life yep, is yep. great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my uh, note. I, I put Boomer got that action shot. Yes. Slow mo. I do oh, love that the yeah. dog got the like stereotypical yeah. explosion action yep. shot. Like it was it's awesome. great, but bad at the same time. Yeah, seriously. Sweet. I mean, let's just hop into notes. I didn't take anything crazy, but I'll kick it off. I mean, one of my first notes, because in the beginning it's talking about our, I think it was like on the radio or something alluded to like uh, humans not being kind, like automatically attacking aliens. So my question to you guys is, do you really think that humans would be kind to aliens? No. Okay. Well, not Americans anyway. Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. <laughs> and like in the movie, they have people with like welcome signs and like go it like having a party on that rooftop true yeah um and like i do see how there would be people like that definitely mm -hmm. um yeah. there'd be like a social media group on facebook like <laughs> oh let's go hop on this roof welcome. there'd yeah. be but, the i told yeah. you guys yes <laughs> yes with like the welcome home signs and whatnot but um i would say i in general i don't think they'd be very kind yeah i feel like most americans would want to try to shoot at it yep. yeah Oh, first like first that part foremost. on the news where the guy is saying, please, Californians, don't shoot at the ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very, very valid American thing to do, yep. I guess. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, what what group would you guys be in? I personally would probably be, um, probably what Courtney said. Like, I'd be online being like, hey, welcome to yep. the world, but also... I'm still hiding in my closet because I'm low-key a little scared. Yep. I was going <laughs> to ask you guys that exact same question because yeah. um, I was right when I was watching the beginning too with them holding up those signs. I was like, I wonder like which side I would be on. Mm -hmm. um, but I would definitely be on the same side as you. Yeah. I mean, the, That's the best what I, I was would thinking do too. is like put one of those lawn signs out like, welcome. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then just like windows closed and you're like peeking out the blinds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what i would do to be honest with you i don't think i'd be welcoming but no. i would also not want to go out and shoot it 
yeah, shoot at like, it either. I don't think you're a gun I think gun I'd owner. be. A, <laughs> no, I definitely. I think mostly be afraid, but right. also super curious about what they look like because yeah. I'm totally here for all of that. Until you see them, I, I think if it's they fun. look like yeah, this, I'd be like, "Oh, dude, kill me now!" Then I yep. mean, I play Mass Effect all the time, <laughs> so I just want to see a Turian in real life. That'd Hell be pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. If it doesn't look like that, then I don't want any part of it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, my next note was. Already too many characters, lol. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then I hit a point where I was like, "Oh yeah, there's still Will Smith to introduce." Yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> You're gonna shovel every single character down your oh, throat, but wait, man. there's more. <laughs> there's so many. Ooh. Like Russell, his kids, his oh kids' God. girlfriend, his kids' boyfriends, his the yeah. Dog. I'm like, who are yeah, the all of these people? <laughs> Just like, and oh they all gosh. have different elements, like uh, Russell's son, how he's sick for whatever mm. reason, and just all these yeah. things. Yeah. So every character has something different going on, and mm. you're just like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I for me, when things started to throw down a little bit, it kind of reminded me when COVID broke out here in yeah. the states more so. It was just like. I just remember going to the grocery store and being like, holy fuck, there's like literally no toilet paper question mark. And <laughs> yes. so it was all that. Same and then thing. in that flight scene, um, like when they're first going towards the spaceship and he was like, put your mask back on. He's like, I can't breathe. I'm like, that's literally COVID right there. PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's like, that's an order. Oh, yeah. no. Uh, I've got a note, so many miniatures, but I love it. I mean, you can tell when there's a miniature, but mm-hmm. I still love it. I mean, because there's like a slight discrepancy with the lighting and stuff, but it mm-hmm. works. It yeah. works. I'm cool with it's it. It's fun. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I didn't go crazy with notes, so if you guys have any, just interject. All right. I have to bring up the speech because it's very iconic speech. It it's is. the speech. The speech. Yeah, yeah, dude. I should have wrote it down because I am so the president. Iconic. So iconic. It is. Yeah. You are the president. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> the president and the VP. What are y'all doing? Mm-hmm. I'm just. Fuck. <laughs> I just have notes about <laughs> shit getting blown up. Oh, so here for the explosions. But yeah, dude, mm-hmm. The speech, the iconic, very powerful speech. I think I was distracted, to be honest. Best president. I kind of was too. Best but. presidential speech ever yeah donald <laughs> j freaking trump <laughs> all the presidents he should have taken take some notes, notes. yeah <laughs> past present future all of you for real call up bill pullman <laughs> yeah someone, someone needs to redo that scene but with trump or, <laughs> shit, i mean biden's not much better like just put yeah. Him too. <laughs> yeah iconic i just put a note that says star wars scenes because it reminded me a lot of star wars <laughs> yeah for a little bit <laughs> Definitely did, especially with like all of those little. Get out of here. How would you know (laughs) what a Star Wars scene looks like? (laughs) I've seen it online. I see all the references. Mm, Sure. Am I not really a nerd? I guess not, okay? Sue me. Loser. Um, I did put Will Smith punching an alien will forever haunt me. I mean, bro, I couldn't sleep that night, bro. <laughs> like, Is this shit. when you were a kid or now? No, now. <laughs> it's like, scarier oh. when you're an adult, I feel like. Yeah, dude. I just want to know how that knocked the alien out. Because at first, like, when just watching it in that moment, it made sense. Because I was like, oh, yeah, that's the alien's face. Mm-hmm. And then to find out that that's the alien's armor. True. 
True. I feel like the alien should not have been knocked out by a punch. True, true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... From what I believe, because he brings it all the way to Area 51 from wherever he landed, um, from what I caught was that as he's dragging it through the desert, it's starting to like dry up. Because at one point, one of the doctors or whatever is like, oh, we need to put him underwater. Yeah. (laughs) He gets real stanky. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So. So, yeah, like I alluded to, the whole dissection scene is my childhood with the purple blood. Yeah, and the yes. fleshy sounds and the yeah. scalpel. the like squish like squishy yeah, sounds exactly. yeah mm-hmm. uh, and then like yeah you know when people ask you like oh what are those scenes in movies that scare the crap out of you as a kid that weren't you weren't really expecting this is one of them for sure for me just when he like puts him up against the glass and he's like let me out or whatever yeah, yeah. when he's talking through him yeah or I guess that, he's like release me yeah yeah that yeah. stressed me out really yeah, bad. Man. Yeah, but like, like the strobe lights and, and like the fog, all whispery. Yeah. yeah, all that. Yeah, it, it just all works perfectly, and then it shows him barely. Oh, I do mm-hmm. love the end of that scene though, when the one dude is like, "Is that bulletproof?" And they're all, "No," so they just, <laughs> and they just yeah. let it rip. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh shit! Okay, that shit was funny. They were all just like, "Say less." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, literally, I just have a note. Jeff Goldblum is perfect. Obviously. Jeff Goldblum oh, yes. is always I have just that note too. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I've really come to realize this in every yep. every single movie that I see, continue to see him in. I'm like, oh, Jurassic Park? Yeah. J- it's just Jeff Goldblum? Yep. The Fly. My angel. The Fly. Mm-hmm. The Fly. Yes, that yes. movie. Yes. So. Vision of the Body Snatchers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really young, very Jeff young Goldblum. Yeah. He was still just Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's really paving the way for himself. Not Daddy Goldblum, yeah. Not da- yep, Daddy Goldblum, 100%. <laughs> what a guy. Uh, I did have one funny thing that I thought of. When Jeff Goldblum is coming with the plan on how to take down the big ship, um, in if that were in 2021... That shit would have been come up with in 10 minutes on Twitter, bro. Someone would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, just like tack it, take down the shit, and then we're done. <laughs> it's from all the video game players, dude. Yeah. Video game players would have figured out how to end all of that, yeah. like, instantaneously, dude. <laughs> yeah, but this, it took, like, him having to know the president and shit. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, dude. <laughs> all yeah. those malware hackers, all the all the people hacking computers these days uh, mm-hmm. for ransom, it's like they would have been like, oh, well, we could do this real quick, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll all save the video the gamers so would be like, hacking. oh, I've been preparing for this my whole life. My whole life. <laughs> this is my moment. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> they, like, crack their knuckles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Start aggressively <laughs> typing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one of the more insane scenes to me is when all the RVers just go to Area 51. Hello. <laughs> I love like, this scene when they roll up on Will Smith and there's just this horde of yeah. RVs coming yeah. at him in this random ass desert. They're like, you need a ride? <laughs> well, I'm saying even past that, like that's fine. That's one thing because they're dipping out. But I'm saying when he says, give me a ride to Area 51. Yeah. And they too. all go. And then he goes to the guard shack thing. and They're he's a like, posse. Yeah, dude. Ride or dies. Yeah. <laughs> and he shows him the alien in the back. And he, okay, let him in, let him in. And it's this giant group of RVers. And in that, it's 
so nice that literally 50% of those people driving those RVs were Air Force vets and they know how to drive fucking yeah. airships or whatever, uh, F-18s or whatever. Yeah, dude, squad goals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is squad plot goals. Convenience. Right. <laughs> plot, plot convenience, squad goals. Yeah. <laughs> and um, my last note was hands down the most patriotic film. Everything ties up in a nice little bow. That's how I want to spend my 4th of July every year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the way down to the fact of, like, there's that little cutaway scene where they go to, like, a war that's happening between Britain and, like, India. Did you guys catch that? And then they st- they, oh, they yeah, literally yeah. stop yes, war for a second. They stop fighting. And then there's, like, a, a thing over the news that says the Americans figured out a way to do it. And they're, like, it, it pans in onto or pushes in on one of the British guys. And he goes, took them long enough. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. like even the Brits are saying that of course we figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> so even in that, it's just oh so patriotic, man. I literally slept under a an American flag <laughs> that night. <laughs> that was my thing. That's all I needed. Like I said it it ties in with that speech too. Like yeah. it's the most patriotic speech. It literally ends with like we will not go quietly into the night. Yeah. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on, going to survive. Today yeah. we celebrate our independence day. <laughs> and then everybody goes wild and you're just like, wow, that was fucking beautiful. Like fireworks yeah. go off. No, I don't think fireworks go off, but they should have. They should have, yeah. It a single beautiful. tear comes out of my eye. <laughs> one yeah. tear. Yeah. Not the all the way tear. down the cheek. No, it no, just no. fills the eye. Stopped right at the beard. Did <laughs> yeah, Sweet. And that's all my notes. Do you guys have any notes? Oh, need more? No, I think you you hit them all. Cool. <laughs> um, last part in this section is just like ways that we change it and like likes and dislikes. I mean, we don't really. Have I to think say we it. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Group that, that all already. together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ways we change it, in my opinion, would be shorten it. Mm, probably about half the amount of characters. Um, mm-hmm. And beside that, I mean, it, uh, beside that, it's fine, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a perfect film after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweet. So if you guys have no more notes about the film, we can jump into mm-hmm. the cause of death. Yes, sir. So yeah, uh, let us determine the cause of death. So, any last opinions or comments? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wit, do you have a weekly question for us? <gasps> I do. What do, you got? What do you got? All right. So since this isn't really like a horror, scary movie, right. I can't really ask like, oh, your favorite kill or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. So, what is the most memorable scene for you? Like when you think of this movie when somebody brings up this movie what is that first scene that comes to mind that you're like independence day courtney you go first because we already know mine but if you want to take it go for it well obviously the white house being blown to smithereens nice okay for mm-hmm. sure but like that's obviously what i think of when i hear independence day film right but mm-hmm. i did write down like my favorite scene, um, which now like after watching it again, I just love it even more. Um, Mm -hmm. and we kind of already talked about it. It's, um, the scene where Will Smith goes to that army base and he's trying to get through, but they, he doesn't have the clearance to do it. Um, and they're like, there's, you don't have the clearance. And he's like, well, why don't you come over here and I'll show you what I have back here. 
just like <laughs> throws the tarp up. There's like a freaking gooey ass alien underneath. And they're like, yeah, let him through. Like, let him pass. Yeah, so like everybody's sure. just going. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that, that scene's iconic. Um, yeah, that one's my favorite. I have to say that's my favorite scene. Nice, nice. Mine, like I said, is the release me scene. Yes. Mm -hmm. The dissection. Mm -hmm. It's just perfect, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. it got Mm -hmm. me. It's like part of what got me into horror, I feel like. And the doctor is like very whimsical. I love him. He's he's so freaking funny. Um, So, yeah, it's got to be that scene for me. I thought uh, one of you guys were going to take it. Well, wait, I don't know about you. I almost did. Okay, okay. I have it in my notes, like nice. as my second favorite. But yeah. what do you got? That's Leah? all you. Yeah, um, it's always been just this one scene for me. Every mm-hmm. time somebody brings up Independence Day, it's the first thing that pops into my mind. I was even telling Jacob about it before we watched it because this was his first time watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the scene right before Courtney's, um, right after Will Smith gets in the accident or whatever and punches the alien, and he's dragging the alien <laughs> through the desert, and he's so pissed, and he's just cussing at this alien yep. about how he smells, and he could have been at a barbecue right now. That's, a, yeah. That's <laughs> the best part. I love that whole scene. It's hilarious to me, and like... I just, yeah, that's just my go-to scene every time I think of that whole movie. That and then, of course, the speech, because yeah. it's iconic. But mostly that Will Smith scene, because it's And it just, just shows so it's like, dry-ass hand, like, dragging across the dirt. <laughs> yes. Like, I just feel like that's so accurate. Like, I would be so irritated if my whole 4th of July weekend was ruined, yeah. and I'm stuck dragging this stinky-ass alien through the desert trying to get somewhere. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Well, last big thing we got to do, obviously, around here is we got to give a give this film a nice rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are no longer uh, doing it out of spooky ghosts, obviously. Yeah, so we are, we're on to toe tags since we, did a, oh. since we did an autopsy. So Ew. Uh, do we want to do this in a specific order every time or should we just throw it out random? Who, like, yeah, we could just random. All right. Does anyone want to <laughs> start? No, I will. <laughs> I was gonna say I yeah I I nominate Jensen to go first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, out of five toe tags, I'm gonna give it a three point five, which um, kind of shocks me myself actually because I mean if it weren't for like if I would have just been seeing this for the first time, it might be like a two point five honestly. Yeah. But because of the nostalgia factor, I just have to throw a three point five out there. Um, it's way too long. I do not suggest putting this on to relax to, if that makes sense. It's very loud. Did you guys notice how, because I had to turn my shit up real loud. When the loud scenes were happening, it was loud. Like I'm saying like loud, like rumble. Like wall. blowing out your uh-huh. freaking headphones. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there were a few scenes of dialogue that I was like, what? <laughs> like I need so, my, I need my yeah, freaking clothes, so yeah, clothes captions. All yeah. over the place yeah. for sure. There's so no good shout out to ground. that guy. Shout out to that person. <laughs> that sound mixer. <laughs> uh, so yeah, 3.5 for me. So whoever wants to next. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, I feel the same way you do. Definitely a very, very long movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels unnecessary long in a way. 
It does. Mm-hmm. Especially like they could have cut some stuff out for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the extended version. Don't do that. I uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could have done that because it took me like three days to watch this again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So my I would say three out of five because it of course a nostalgia factor like watching it as a kid um, mm. and like I remember it scaring me and I remember really loving it mm-hmm. um, and watching it again like there are still those parts and stuff that I really love. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. but it's not like a phenomenal film in my opinion. So I'd say the yeah, three out of five. Nice. I feel it. Wit, what you got? Yeah. I'm also going to give it a solid three. Okay. Well, um, I thought you would have given it a little higher actually. No, like I do. I do love this movie. It's like you guys said, very nostalgic. It is too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this is a movie. It's one of those movies that I'd only watch around the 4th of July. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. it's not one that, if it's on, I'm gonna watch it. Mm-mm. Like, I'll just be like, oh, that's on. Yeah. Anyway. And it's on again. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, like, if it comes on, like, around the 4th of July, then I'd be more inclined to watch it. But even then, it'd be more, like, background noise. It's yeah. not a movie I could really sit down and, like, really, really no. focus on the whole time. Um, You're like, bro, I'm not watching this in March, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't just put it on to put it on kind of movie. Not at all. It's definitely a themed movie for a specific day Mm -hmm. out of the year. And I feel like that's really all it's good for. Yeah. It is a good movie. I like it, but that's about it. So, yeah, you guys heard it here. I mean, basically a little over a three with mine bumping it up. Uh, I don't feel as bad now. I thought you guys were going to go a little higher than me, actually. So I don't feel as bad. Uh, cool. Jensen, you know I'm a harsh critic. That's well, a good rating for, for me. For me, I've noticed And it's a you. solid number. Yeah, yeah. When it, Whenever it's nostalgia put into it, though, I feel like you're very biased. So, yeah. Which is okay. Because I am true. true literally. The nostalgia factor. Yeah, there's like those movies you protect with your entire being. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can't touch this, okay? Yeah, but I'll like, still be honest about it. <laughs> <laughs> True. Like one of those for me is Disturbia. I I've got it. Oh, well, I can't I say. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can't say the rating. I know. I I'm so clouded that I don't understand how you can dislike that movie. Like I know. Hate yeah, that movie. no, it's a good movie. <laughs> I just don't one. get. It. I don't see any issues. <laughs> it's got Shia LaBeouf. It it's got <laughs> freaking um, a murderous neighbor. Yeah. 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 And great soundtrack for us nineties yes. kids. Like, you know. Yeah. Oh, what a, the two thousands man, they were so good to us. For the most part. <laughs> but yeah, for the most part. Yeah. All right, guys. That was Independence Day, uh, for our first uh film for the theme of Independence Day, ironically. <laughs> uh next week, <laughs> Courtney she picked a banger. Uh we're pretty stoked because we haven't covered it obviously. And that is I Know What You Did Last Summer, yes. so watch that. Very exciting. Yes, all us 90s slasher kids. Hell yeah, yep. we're stoked on <laughs> So that's what's being pulled out of the body bag next week, so watch it if you need to. Uh, I am Jensen, and you can follow me at Jensen Harper on Instagram and Letterboxd. That's about it if you want to keep up with what I am currently watching, which is always quite a bit. So what about you, Courtney? Um, my Instagram is littleskydancer, um, and same thing. Welcome to follow me. I don't post a whole lot, but I am happy to have you. And, yeah, I still don't know my Instagram handle, so y'all can figure that one out if you really want to. It's But you should tell me happy birthday because it's almost my birthday. Yeah. And that's fun. 
Well, it'll have passed by the time this. It will. Is so out. you could tell me. Belated. You could tell me happy late belated birthday, and I'll yep. still appreciate you guys. <laughs> yeah. If you guys want to give us a rating and review, it would be greatly appreciated. And if you want to leave us a comment, like my happy birthday, you can <laughs> find mine. us on Instagram. Yeah, and tell Courtney happy yeah, birthday too. We are hers, July babies. Hers is after mine, after this episode, so hers <laughs> yes. won't be belated like mine, but it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, find us on Instagram at the Fright Crew. Hell yeah, and uh, stay presidential, bitches. <laughs> Merk. Uh, From the president and the vice president. <laughs> And Whitney. (laughs) Signing off. (laughs) Signing off. Bye. Bye.